Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. For over 30 years and still, and still, your inside look into boxing and mixed martial arts. You know what? As long as she fights me 135 pounds, I don't care if she's injecting a horse demon into her eyeballs. Heard live around the world and brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. And now, and now, live from the Ring Talk Studios in San Francisco, Here's the host of the longest-running fight show in history, Pedro Fernandez. Namaste, caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the multi-million dollar Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco, California. Yes, the man was correct with that lofty introduction. My name is Pedro Fernandez, the often imitated but uh, hardly duplicated, undisputed heavyweight champion of the Radio Airways, folks. Having defended that belt for better than 35 years. Today's show, we're going to focus on one thing, one person, the late Harold Letterman. My buddy, before HBO cut the ties between me and Harold, it was good, man. We had a relationship that lasted about 25 years. And about eight or 10 years ago, HBO said, to Harold, you got to have permission to go on Pedro's show. So when I called Harold to ask him to go on the show, as I would every couple of weeks, he said to me, Pedro, you got to call this guy at HBO. You got to get permission from him. I never called the guy. I felt um, slighted, not by Harold, but by HBO. Of course, the HBO sponsorship, the firing of Larry Merchant, that all seemed to happen around the same time. Coincidence? Perhaps. Anyway, you're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We'll hear from Harold today. We're from the godfather, Larry Merchant. Larry Merchant will be in the house. And we're from Johnny Signorella, of course. Big reviews last night. Man, what can I say? The kid from Philly, J-Rock, Julian Williams. Holy cow. Big upset winner over Jared Jared Hurd. Hurd came in favor. Harold Hurd was supposed to be the guy. It didn't happen. And, of course, WBO champ Emmanuel Navarrete just steamrolled. He bum-rushed again, again, uh, a guy named Isaac Dogbo. Everybody thought Dogbo was the guy who was going to win this rematch after losing the first one. The first one was a fluke. That's what they were saying. You were wrong, man. Navarrete is the real deal. I keep trying to tell you this. I can spot talent. You are tuned to Ring Talk live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the Dan Patrick Channel, Channel 211, and many, many, many other internet platforms. Bottom line is, you tuned to Ring Talk. Stay tuned. After the break, Johnny Sig and Larry Merchant on Sports Byline. Girl, the clues that you wear, the style of your hair, the way that you fair, under all conditions, your mind, all of the time, so wonderful, so marvelous, girl, you're everything to me. Here comes the decision now, let's listen. 
clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent, sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit. One quick three minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885-800-603-0885-800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Now. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Mighty horns of the Tower of Power bring us back from the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, and like a thousand other platforms. Bottom line is we're going to take it to Las Vegas right away and bring in our man and talk about Mr. John Signorella. Johnny, big upset last night. Jared Erd was supposed to beat Julian Williams. Yes, he was, and according to Vegas, big time. Julian Williams fought a masterful fight last night. All the credit in the world to Mr. Hurd. He took an enormous amount of punishment in that fight. And Julian Williams, man, with a fresh set of downs, now at the 154 division and carrying some belts at the same time, is now in game to really consider in some big fights. Or do we get a rematch right away? Hurd was pretty banged up in that fight. As you know, he went down in the second round and fought a full 12 rounds after he got dropped. So we see what's in store next. But Mr. Julian Williams last night, very impressive on Fox in Virginia. 
What do you think of Mr. Hurd being forced to take VADA testing? And, um, you know, I mean, he had, looks like his body was a little bit different here. Did you notice that? Well, yeah, he's big. He's big for that weight class. That's always been documented. And maybe uh, he's killing himself to get down to 154 to move to 160, but he is a big boy there. Yeah, fighting at 160, we know the difference when you jump up a weight, man. It's like a uncharted waters, man, and you can't swim just yet until you find out. Bottom line is, how did Mr. Navarrete look against Dogbo? Oh, fantastic again. And uh, five months removed from the beatdown he put on Dog Bay in December, right? He does it again, and he does it in a different way. First of all, he gets the big stoppage in the 12th. And you know what? Dog Bay's dad should be arrested for child abuse. Why do you let that fight go so far to the 12th round, man? That's terrible. More on that later. But Manny Navarrete beat him a different way, and now he fought going backwards and outboxed Dog Bay. Dog Bay was trying to charge him. Dog Bay was coming in like a dog. And the next thing you know, he's getting drilled and outboxed by Navarrete, who usually is a forward-moving fighter, meaning he's going to track you down, get you against the ropes, pin you to the corner, and pound on you, etc. But he beat him in a very, very big way last night. I'd like to see him against Danny Roman next. Fantastic. WBA 122-pound champion, Amanda Navarrete, continuing to live up to the rankings. Now, who stole the show this weekend? There was also some... Uh... Well, who stole the show this weekend in your mind? Well, Navarrete looked fantastic. This was a great weekend overall. Julian Williams, who we just mentioned, was fantastic. But also, Miguel Burchelt in a main event on the same card that Navarrete was on in Arizona on ESPN, uh, knocked out or stopped Francisco Vargas in their rematch yeah. at Super Featherweight. And I tell you what, man, that was a barn burner. So we had another would-be type fight of the year. The only difference is with the Vargas fight compared to Hurd and Williams, which was competitive. The Vargas fight after about the fourth round with Rochelle, not competitive. Rochelle, young, throwing a lot of punches, now 36-1 with 32 KOs. Definitely a guy to watch in the super featherweight division. I'm getting a lot of texts and emails of late regarding the Charlo brothers and Flintstone vitamins. Why is it? Why are why are people throwing throwing uh, shade at these guys? Is there a reason for it? They uh, avoided testing on their last flight publicly. Avoided and refused to take testing for doping. So yeah, there's a lot of shade there. With 100, percent I, I agree wow. with everyone that's texting you that. Yes, 100. Well, incredibly. Of course, coming up June the 1st on The Zone, Anthony Joshua. The Zone got how many How many viewers? 1.5 or 2.5? They got, I saw 1.2, but I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled 1.5, which is great for the network. They really needed that push for their app. And, uh, you know, they're following up in a good way. Of Obviously, they wanted uh, Big Baby Miller to be in there, but he got popped for doping. We get Andy Ruiz. I think Andy's going to bring an entertaining firefight. Man, I know you're I'm going right to Andy Ruiz you're... until the day he dies. I'm going to fat shame that dude until the day he dies, okay? He's just a 165-pound, 139-pounder fighting 139 pounds. That's just the way it is. And, and, I, and, I take, and I take offense at that. I just do. Guys that don't make weight, guys that don't have to make weight, guys that don't get themselves in the best condition in the entire world that they can, well, guess what? I poo-poo on them. I don't like that. He's trying to get that Snickers endorsement, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They've got to eat, right? <laughs> Good enough. Johnny Singh will be back in the close, folks, of the show. This will be a, an abbreviated show, a one-hour edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We'll go to a, a replay in hour number two. But hour number one is going to be all about Harold Letterman. In fact, let's shift gears right now. Johnny, we'll see you at the close, okay? Yes, sir. Can't wait. 
Good enough. Seeing Johnny at the close talking next week, boxing. Now, we shift gears, folks. Let's talk about the great Harold Letterman. Man, I love him. I really did. Of course, he passed away yesterday at the age of 79. He had a uh, battle with cancer. And of course, then he lost, and nobody knew about it. Harold was just a private guy, and a guy that's another private guy, part of the HBO crew, who knows Harold pretty closely. Talk about Mr. Larry Merchants on the line from Southern California. And first of all, Larry, my condolences. Hang on. We're still working on Larry, Pedro. Okay, good enough for working on Larry Merchant as I speak, because he was supposed to be ready to go as 11.15. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Open phone lines around the planet, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the uh, guilt-free, no-commitment text line, 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live, the Sunday edition on Sports Island. Of course, we come to you every Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Saturday for an hour, Sunday for two hours. Both shows are carried on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, of course, Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel. And no, Dan, I won't talk about the partying you did in the 90s at those big fights. No, he didn't really party, but, man, those guys that were hanging around him were just party animals, no doubt about that. You are tuned to the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Tell you what, let's take an early break right now. Let's take an early break right now. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, coming to you from the Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco, California. 18, almost 19 minutes past the hour. The Saturday, the Sunday edition is two hours, of course, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific time. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Little Tower of Power, this time it's real to the break. Saw me a girl today Who walked with such a gentle sway And I knew right from the start If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. 
That's 800-570-9631. Attention business owners. Now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800 470 7113 800-470-7113 800-470-7113 That's 800-470-7113 Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Well, you know, it's my theory that if that Don King was born rich and white, uh, he'd be Donald Trump. And if Donald Trump was born uh, poor and black, he'd be Don King. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. From the godfather of soul to the retired HBO godfather, Larry Merchant in Southern California. Larry, a very good morning to you, sir. Uh, good morning it, to you uh, on this uh, Mother's Day. Yeah, I don't look at his Mother's Day right now. I'm sort of uh, in a little bit of uh, a little sad. I didn't know that Harold was sick. Harold Letterman passed away, the HBO boxing judge. Of course, the iconic figure in boxing for about 40 years, 50 years. Turned pro in 1967. I'll never forget that. And he told me the greatest fight he ever did was the, uh, that he judged not being on television, was the uh, uh, Lupe Pintor Wilfredo Gomez fight back in 1982 on the Tommy Hearns Wilfredo Benitez undercard. But he passed away age of 79, and you were his partner for a long, long time. You got to spend a lot of good times with Harold, Larry. Uh, yeah, and of course, um, I was about to say, but also a sad day when you so rudely interrupted me. <laughs> um, yeah, look, Harold was inimitable and original in, in, in our old game. Uh, his passion uh, no, knew no bounds, uh, and was unstoppable. Uh, every, when we went to the arena before, uh, fights, uh, to get ready for our broadcast, Harold had already been there for hours, shaking hands with everybody in the arena and, uh, talking to all the officials and just, uh, absolutely loving it in his element. Maybe, you know, one of the thoughts I've had, is, uh, as most uh, boxing people know, but not everyone knows, Harold's day job uh, was as was a, a drug dealer. You know, so he, he, he was into retail on a one-to-one <laughs> basis with people. I can just imagine Harold singing out uh, behind the counter as he was putting together various concoctions and and uh, so on for people. Um, he was he was a, a terrific addition 
uh, to our team and uh, and a really good judge of fights. I used to introduce him as the biggest biggest drug dealer in boxing, the biggest <laughs> provider of drugs in boxing. And then, of course, I would explain that he's a he's a pharmacist and that. But you know, Harold, and you talked about him being such a good guy in Sacramento one time after I think it was a Tony Lopez fight. I can't remember what it was, but it was after a fight at the Arco Arena. We were in the park in the parking lot, and the limo was there. And the limo was gonna—I was gonna—no, uh, limo was gonna take Harold back to the to the hotel, the Radisson Hotel. Well, the limo driver kept looking at his watch because Carol kept sign, you know signing autographs and talking to people and looking at his watch on there. So limo limo driver was getting like uncomfortable. So finally, I said to Harold, I said, "You know what, Harold? This guy wants to take you right now. How about I take you later and you can sign an autograph?" He goes, "All right." So he signed autographs for another half hour. And the limousine left. And he was there for like, I'm telling you, it must have been an hour and 15, 20 minutes, just him signing autographs and taking pictures with people. He didn't finish until everybody got what they wanted. Um, it's it, just like Harold. Uh, I've never heard a bad word about Harold. That's no. True. <laughs> that's, you From know, fans that's, or, that's, or fighters or that's, anyone. That's true. Although Hector Martinez, Duran's former manager, when I said to him yesterday that, that Harold the past, he goes, no, I really didn't like his opinions all that much. I said, really? Anyway, but so there were some some anti-Harold people in the house, but Harold was an institution. He was a, a great guy. And, of course, he, he leaves behind his lovely wife and his, his daughter, Julie Letterman, was a very capable judge. I mean, sometimes when you get uh, apples that fall off the tree, they can't do what the main tree did. In other words, they aren't as good as their father or anything. Julie Letterman is quite capable, but Harold Letterman was a class act. Never be another Harold. Well, um, there might be some truth to that because he comes from uh, back in the day when boxing was still uh, a powerful force uh, in popular culture. Um, and he was a uh, an ambassador from that era to the current one. And uh, I do want to give some credit to Ross Greenberg, uh, who is the executive producer at HBO, uh, for having the smarts uh, to to uh, create a position for him as our unofficial uh, scorer, you know, and um, and made that seat uh, an important uh, part of, of television boxing. No doubt about that. Harold Letterman, of course, passing away at the age of 79. Larry, did you happen to catch any of the boxing last night on ESPN? Uh, only in, in in hindsight and on the Internet and so on and so forth. I heard there was a, a really good fight. I was surprised to see Hurd lose. Uh, but he'll probably have a rematch with the Philadelphia kid, uh, Julian Williams. Yeah. Um, and so it goes. But the real big news and sports in, in boxing is that uh, Manny Pacquiao is going to fight uh, Keith Thurman in July. Yeah. And you know what? Cause based on their last fights now, I, I, I don't give the old man, I mean, I, I wouldn't say he would be a prohibitive underdog here. This is going to be a close fight based on their last, based on their last appearances. Well, if Thurman um, is is the Thurman we've seen at his best. Uh, and he has every reason to try to be at his best, even though uh, for one uh, reason or another he hasn't fought very often in the last few years. 
Um, then uh, Pacquiao would be a decided underdog, and I'd be surprised to see him make uh, a serious fight out of it. But he is Pacquiao, and uh, he keeps reminding of us of the old uh, um, boxing uh, uh, philosophy that a great fighter always has one great fight left in him. Okay. But, but you know... I agree, but Thurman fought Josito Lopez last time out. Josito is a, a very faded and shop-worn journeyman, so I didn't put much stock in that, and, and Lopez had had riled him a couple of times. So based on that, based on our last fight, and the fact that you know Keith Thurman spent two years smoking weed in the woods, playing a flute for some snakes, I'm serious. He didn't have the snakes, but he went to the woods, and he smoked weed and played the flute. So I just don't know if a guy like that's going to be focused enough for this left-handed little guy coming at you, punching you from all these different angles. Well, that, you know, um, your characterization of him, you know, <laughs> has the ring of truth, certainly. But if um, anything could get his attention, it would be the opportunity uh, that this presents for him uh, to set up something that's really major with one of the elite welterweights out there. Hmm. Interesting. Talking Keith Thurman and, of course, Manny Paco going to go on July the 20th. It'll be on pay-per-view. Is, is, are we looking at the end of pay-per-view with the apps coming into play, Godfather? Do you think pay-per-view is history soon? Uh, you know, that's, uh, um, that's a little above my pay grade, uh, <laughs> Pedro. Uh, but uh, maybe so. I mean, if you can, uh, you could have bought the fight last week, uh, Canelo and Jacobs, uh, for a $20 uh, payment on a, for a month of the zone. And at the same time, at the end of that month, uh, they're going to have uh, the heavyweight champion of the world, Anthony Joshua, fighting. Uh, and for a year, a uh, hundred bucks. Um, whereas that fight would have cost you 70 or 75 bucks before. So, yes, if that experiment is successful, then um, it, it could be the downfall of pay-per-view. But in my experience, what generally happens in these occasions is that even if those platforms become dominant, that opportunities present themselves for massive paydays uh, that some fighters or athletes will will seize upon so that it won't disappear uh, pay-per-view, but um, it won't be the venue for all of the big, big fights. Godfather, I've been covering this sport for a few decades, you and you a couple more than that. Every time squares have tried to get into the boxing business, they've been singed. They've been burned. Their eyebrows have been burnt off their faces. I can name a few, but I don't want to embarrass them. But the bottom line is, these people getting into boxing now, the zone, they're squares. What's going to make them any different? Why are they squares? They're involved with, with, with real boxing promoters. Um, okay. Uh, I'm, I, I, right, I, don't know the, I don't know the business numbers. But I can tell you something that I have dis discovered since we last spoke. Mm -hmm. 
There was an hour delay or 45 minutes before the, the main event could have gone on last week because the preliminary fight ended in three rounds. And there were so many people buy, buying the fight late that the fight was continually postponed in 10-minute increments for wow. an hour. So That's if amazing. Can, yes. And so that if you can uh, uh, get fights that create um, a last-minute rush like that, and there have been some down the, uh, uh, along the way in pay-per-view also. Yeah. That's why many of those yeah. fights start so late. But uh, they may, they may be on to something, and they put their money up, and I don't think they're squares. Maybe the, the, maybe the oligarchs who put up a, over a billion dollars are, are squares, uh, but they've got some real pros uh, trying to run the, the, the place, and we'll see if they um, run a true run. I think what I mean by that is non-boxing people entering boxing. I think that's what I should have said. Non-boxing people entering boxing have always have not had such a great track record. Well, I think that's a fair comment. Uh, but in this case, you know, they they're putting their money up with with uh, uh, professional promoters, uh, the mm -hmm. Brits, the Hearns, uh, and so forth. Uh, they're in business with. Uh, Delahoy's company uh, here in America, um, and they just uh, had their best outing, and um, they paid a lot of money to get Canelo into the fold, but they also have the heavyweight champion of the world. They have Golovkin, so they have a chance to, uh, to, to, to really grow. Uh, in this early stage, and then we'll see if they can sustain it. Interesting. We're talking about the zone, folks. Score is the app for boxing. June the 1st, the heavyweight champion of the world. Talk about Anthony Joshua, 2012 Olympic gold medalist. The king at heavyweight, no doubt about that, from across the pond, defending in Madison Square Garden against Andrew Ruiz, who I fat shame time and time again, but that's just the way it is. Godfather, you're going to have a good week and say hello to the godmother for me. I thank you so much for your time each week, man. I feel blessed just to just to have spent a few minutes with you, sir. I really do. Uh, thank you, Pedro, and you have a great week, too. The great Larry Merchant, folks, on Sports Byline. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Somebody else passed away this week. In fact, passed away a couple of days ago. Former heavyweight title challenger, Burt Cooper. Man, have I got some Burt Cooper stories to tell you. That, and we'll hear from Harold Letterman after the break. You are tuned to the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check this. I can fit in an open uh, fit in a phone call if you like on the toll-free, toll-free phone line. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or the studio text line. Text us here in the studio. 415-275-1613. The studio text line once again, 415-275-1613. You tune to Ring Talk Live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211. Baby, 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 I got the feeling, baby. Baby, sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. 
manscape, right? You know, tidy up below the belt, trim the Yeti. Every guy knows the tree stands taller when the shrubs are trimmed. And 9 out of 10 women said that they prefer their men manscaped. But you got to use the right tools for the jewels or you look like you clear cut the forest with a machete. And nicks and cuts are the last thing the twins down south need. Pop over to my buds at manscaped.com and check out their Perfect Package 2.0 featuring the lawnmower, which is the perfect tool for below-the-waist grooming. And it's rechargeable and waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. Manscaped invented skin-safe technology that won't nick or snag Mars or Uranus, which hurts like the dickens when Jupiter ascends. Order your Perfect Package 2.0 featuring all the right tools for the jewels and get 20% off plus free shipping and a free travel bag. Pop over to manscaped.com and enter promo code USA for 20% off plus free shipping and a free travel bag. Manscaped.com, promo code USA. That's manscaped.com, promo code USA. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV Ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV Ears. When you wear TV Ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Harold Letterman, how'd you score the first three rounds? Okay, Jim. I'm going to tell you something. Jim, i got to tell you something. i got to tell you something, Jim. Jim, i got to tell you. Jim, i got to tell you something. But I'll tell you something. Jim, i tell you something. Jim, i tell you something. i got to tell you something. Jim, i got to tell you. Jim, i got to tell you something. i got to tell you, friend. You know, i got to tell you guys something. Jim, i got to tell you. Jim, i got to tell you something. Bob, i got to tell you. Bob, I gotta tell you, Jim. I gotta tell you something, Jim. I gotta tell you something. I, I gotta tell you, Jim. I gotta tell you something, Jim. I gotta tell you, Jim. I gotta tell you, Jim. I gotta tell you, Fred. I gotta tell you something. I gotta tell you something. I gotta tell you something, Jim. I gotta tell you something, Jim. I gotta tell you, but I gotta tell you, Jim. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Okay, so your heart broke. He was so cute. He 
was like a teddy bear. No, I'm not talking about Cuba Gooding Sr. singing this song. Talk about Harold Letterman. He just was. He was the greatest goodwill ambassador the sport of boxing could ever have. They could, I mean, nobody, as I said to you, he spent an hour and 15 minutes signing autographs with people in Sacramento. I got to drive him back to the Radisson Hotel. That was so cool. Those were great times with Harold Letterman. No doubt about that. Now, Harold has talked in the past about the one time he was asked to take a bribe. Now, let's take it back, folks. We're going back in time to 1970s. Harold Letterman's going over to Korea, and this is the way it went down. Well, it happened to me once in my life, Dante. I was in Korea, and and the president of the WBA was a WBA fight. The president of the WBA, Dr. Elias Cordova, one of the smartest people I ever met in my life, says to me, Harold, well, he said to all the judges, he says, they're going to try to bribe you. And sure as the devil, the the promoter came in and he put a whole sack of money on the table. And, uh, you know, I knew it was going to happen. You know, I was ready for it. So I said to him, I said, you know, Mr. Kim, I said, uh, uh, I'm your friend. I said, "Uh, I'll do whatever I can for you, but take your money. I don't need the money. And that was the end of it. He he, he gathered up all his money and he knew I wasn't interested in taking a bribe. And that was the end of it. It's the only time it ever happened to me. Have you... You ever it's scary though? Yeah, yeah that is that is scary. I mean, have you ever heard other judges talk about being approached, and have you ever suspected that maybe they actually took the bribe? Well, as as I was saying before, the only fight that really really looked suspicious to me was a number of years back when Tyrone Everett was fighting for the junior lightweight title in uh, Philadelphia at the Spectrum. Uh, Tyrone Everett was Russell Peltz's fighter against Alfredo Escalera, and uh, I just, I don't know, I, I scored a 10 rounds to 5 for Everett, and Escalera won a decision, and, uh, you know, I, I walked away scratching my head, and everybody was saying the same thing, it just, you know, it looked so strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Harold, with you listening to Jim Lampley and Max Kellerman call the fight with your headsets, is that almost... A little bit of a, a conflict of interest. I mean, does it influence you no, at all? No, no, no. Not the least. You know, you, you're there to judge. And you sit there and you concentrate 100% on what's going on in the ring. You don't listen to Jim talking about what one fighter's brother did or, what, or you know, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr.'s father did or anything like that. You're concentrating on what's going on in the ring and you score in a fight. And that's what you're there to do and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Cause, okay, because because you did tell me that um, the crowd, or, or you told him that the crowd, you know, can be influential, and that's why I asked that question. Dante, if the, cra- the judges are human. There's no doubt that the, that you know there's a, there's a, a crowd influence in judging boxing. I mean, the crowd is screaming. If they're screaming for one guy, you know, going well, it's going to influence the judges. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's nothing you can do to cut that out. If you're fighting in the guy's hometown, you got to expect it. Harold Letterman, of course, the late Harold Letterman, passing away yesterday at the age of 79 in the New York State. I, I wish him and the family, I mean, the, I, just can't, I just can't put it into words. Harold was just a, a class act. There will never, he was one of the most unique human beings that I've ever met in my life. He got cranky, he got grumpy on a couple of occasions, but he never got surly with anybody. In other words, we'd be in cars and like after long days and nights and this and that and on the road and places like that, you know, he got a little cranky, especially in different time zones. But uh, outside of that, Harold was a prince. He truly was. Now, we go from the prince of judging boxing, Mr. Harold Letterman, the HBO boxing judge, of course, the iconic figure, to Burt Cooper, 
former heavyweight title challenger. Get this. Smoking Bird Cooper fought for the heavyweight title. I mean, he almost knocked out Evander Holyfield. That's a long story. We'll get to that in just a second. But he died yesterday at the age of 53, 53 years old. Smoking Bird Cooper, 38 wins, 38 wins, uh, 25 KOs. Wow. 31 stops. He was stopped 16 times, though, so I guess his chin wasn't all that good. But the bottom line is, in 1993, I televised his fight with Mike Weaver over in Beijing, China. Of course, that was the brawl at the wall, the undercard of the brawl at the wall, the first time ever that boxing had been shown in the People's Republic of China ever on his, on television. <clears throat> and excuse me, and the first time since Mao had the Mao Zedong took the communist had the communist takeover in 1949, so it was the first boxing card there. Muhammad Ali was in the audience. We were rocking and we were rolling. That was a great night, no doubt about that. But what I remember the day before the Bird Cooper fight, the day before Bird Cooper and Weaver fought, was that, you know, I'm a former narc. And that's not something I compliment, I, I brag about, but I did narcotics. I did robbery task force. I did a lot of plain clothes work for the SAPD. Also, San Francisco Police Department. I also um, cut TV commercials for them. So I was pretty hip to what crack smelled like when you smoke crack. It's, you know, it's got a distinct smell to it. So I'm walking through the halls of this hotel in China, and I smell crack. And I said to this guy that I was with, you know, if I wasn't, if I, if I was on Sunnydale and Han in, in the San Francisco ghetto, I say to myself, it smells like crack. And the guy laughed at me. He goes, "Oh man, come on, be serious. Nobody's smoking crack over in China." Yeah, that's your cop mentality. Well, it turns out that smoking Bert Cooper—that's why they call him smoking—he was smoking crack, as was his late manager and promoter, Rick Parker. Rick Parker was shot to death by a boxer by the name of Tim Doc Anderson. Of course, that happened about 15 years ago. But, but Rick Parker said to me uh, the night after the fights, after the fights, we had the fights taking place in this big hall in Beijing. And after the fights, I was kicking it with some fine, fine United Airlines flight attendant by the name of Susan Hong. Anyway, she was a Chinese national. So we're kicking and we're having a good time. And Parker comes over to my table and says, Pedro, so what's going on? He goes, let's go party. I said, what do you got in mind, man? He goes, I got some blow. And I went, huh? He goes, I got some blow. Blow is cocaine for you those who don't know. Okay. I said, blow, you got to be kidding me. He goes, no, I got some blow. I said, so? I go, I don't do cocaine. And then I thought about it. So we went over there. I read some of the laws about China, the death penalty for cocaine. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to get killed just sitting at the table with this fool, okay? So I grab Susan, fine-ass Susan, grab her by the hand, and I rip her out of this club, and we get in a taxi cab. And I'm driving around Beijing freaking out. I don't know. I mean, I'm just freaking out because, you know, if he's this loose with cocaine and, and, and crack and that kind of stuff in China and I was associated with him, that's the last thing I need. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be detained by the Chinese police. You saw what they did to that Malaysian guy for, um, I mean, that guy over Malaysia when he, he did the graffiti, where they beat him with a stick for, until his butt bled. I mean, this is, not a, this is not a place you want to get punished. Anyway, Bert Cooper, Rick Parker, both dead now. Parker uh, passing a few years ago via gunshot wound, as I said, and uh, he deserved to die. I know, I know that. I know that really sounds terrible for me to say that. Okay, but if ever there was a piece of piece of human garbage in the in the boxing world, and, and that came into the boxing world a piece of trash and left worse, it was Rick Parker. It just was. I mean, here was a guy that made zillions. He was the guy that developed that that super green cleaner about 25, 30 years ago. Remember, like you poured it on anything and it cleaned stuff up and it was organic and it was generic and all that kind of good stuff. Well, he was the one that created that. He had part. He had a part in the original uh, uh, putting that together. So he, he made a lot of money and he was throwing money all over the place. I remember when he had Mark Gastineau. Remember I talked about Mark Gastineau. Mark Gastineau may be in the NFL Hall of Fame. I think he is. 
but uh, he was the star defensive lineman for the New York Jets, known as the Sack Exchange. He did a lot of cocaine, a lot of chicks, that kind of stuff back in the 80s. So in the 90s, when I was televising boxing, um, I had a couple cards with Mark Gastineau. And the one card I had with Gastineau um, up there in Reno under that, I couldn't get his attention. I even stepped on his foot. I stepped on his foot. Can you imagine that? You're doing an interview with somebody and you can't get their attention, so you step on their foot to try to get their attention, and then he looks over at me. I don't know if he was scared to death to fight or what it was, but most of his fights were fixed. I mean, that was, that was, I mean, that's what Rick Parker did. That's what I said, Rick Parker being a scumbag, you know, that's, listen, for me to call Rick Parker a scumbag would be, um, would be knocking scumbags. I'm sorry, scumbags, but that's how low Rick Parker was. He just was. So when he died, there was no love lost here. I said to myself, you know, the, he, the, the, the world's a better place. With the exception of his family, I don't know if you know they liked him, because he was just a, a scurrilous guy. He just really was. Anyway, enough of that. Bird Cooper, challenging for the World Heavyweight Championship in 1991. Mills Lane was a referee. Mills Lane saved Evander Holyfield in the World Heavyweight Championship tonight. I mean, he just did it, without a doubt. I mean, because Bert Cooper had Holyfield going. Holyfield, the fight could have been stopped. Nobody would have said anything. But they didn't want the establishment, in my mind, didn't want a crackhead being the heavyweight champion of the world. And that's what he was. I mean, that's just what he was. He was a crackhead. I'm talking about Bert Cooper. Hey, you know, he called tell like it was. He passed away. Uh, God bless him. God bless his family. But, you know, didn't bring a whole lot to the boxing game. And not, not as far as honor and reputation was concerned. But he did fight Mike Weaver in 1993 over there in the uh, in Beijing, lost a 10-round decision. Pretty, pretty somewhat boring fight. I remember calling that fight for television. Pretty boring fight. Of course, myself, uh, who was the TV team? Arnie Togi Rosenthal and the guy from FNN Sports. Uh, I can't think of his name right now, but the three of us did that. Man, that was a fantastic night, no doubt about that. Not the greatest fights in the world, but here was an atmosphere. We're in Beijing, China. They've never had boxing before. We've brought Muhammad Ali along. I mean, we're the real deal, man. We're, we got Ali with us, okay? I mean, he's like the most recognized figure in the world at that point in time. No doubt about that. So we've got Ali. There are people stand up, standing outside the arena, hundreds, thousands of people standing outside the arena, hoping to get a glimpse of Muhammad Ali going into the arena. I kid you not. They couldn't get a ticket. They couldn't afford a ticket or the tickets were sold out. So they were standing outside the arena trying to get in. Well, I think they had to take Ali in through a side door. That's what they had. I think we had to sneak him in, sneak him and Alani in through a side door. Because I kept saying, where's Ali? Where's Ali? And they say, they're trying to get him. They're trying to get him. What do you mean they're trying to get him? What's going on? Well, they couldn't get Ali uh, through the through the crowds at the front. So they brought him around the back to a side door. Of course, him and his wife, Alani Ali. What 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 I got him. How blessed I am, folks. I mean, here I sit talking smack every once in a while. You say to myself, yeah, hey, you know, Pedro talks a lot of smack, but. I got to spend some time with some wonderful people. I really did. I mean, the time I got to spend with Muhammad Ali in 1993, when I bought him that that Big Mac and those quarter pounders with cheese and all that kind of stuff, I, like, I think I bought him like three different uh, McDonald's sandwiches. He was dying. He was starving. I mean, we were all hungry, man. We were hungry as hell. And that's just the way it went down. Anyway, um, of course, I went and got him the hamburger. The next year, he and Harold Smith chose me to be his bodyguard and, of course, his his aid through a trip through China. So that was a wonderful event, no doubt about that. I mean, just, just you know, it, it just doesn't get any better than the time I got to spend with Muhammad Ali. It doesn't. I brag about this. I boast about it because you know what, folks? He truly was the greatest. I mean, there are people that you walk into in life and a lot of people you've met. I've met heads of state. I've shaken hands with presidents. I've got to tap some of the uh, minds of the world's smartest people, okay? And yet none of them, none of them brought to the dance and did more 
in the short time I was with him than Muhammad Ali. And I'll never, I'll leave you with this as we go to a break here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'll leave you with this. He said to me, I was crying after we went to a hospital one time because all these kids were crippled. I had a child at home that was like four years old. So I'm crying in, in the back of the bus after seeing all these crippled kids. And he comes to the back of the bus and he says to me, son, why are you crying? So, man, that was tough, man. I got a baby at home. That was tough, man. He goes, listen, we gave them some money. They're going to have food for the whole year. Everybody's happy. He goes, we made them happy. He goes, you need to be happy. And then before he gets up and walks away, he says, and puts his hand on my shoulder, he says, you can't save every puppy in the pound, son. The great Muhammad Ali. You are tuned to Ring Talk live, baby, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800 Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money.